day, it's Wednesday, it's Sports Stars, and that means it's a midweek podcast here, and we're making a change to the schedule this week. Yes, we do have Sports Stars in sport, with Sports Stars Camogie moving to Wednesday for one particular week. That being said, we'll still look forward to talking about all things Camogie from last weekend, the Intermediate Camogie Championship semi-finals, and we look ahead to that mouth-watering doubleheader in Porky Creek this Saturday, Cork against Kilkenny, Galway against Tipperary, the All-Ireland Senior Camogie semi-finals. I'm Darren Kelly, and of course, I'm joined by my partner in crime. A change of day, Imelda, but no change in excitement. It's Imelda Hobbins. Hi, Darren. How are you? I'm good, Imelda, and there's just so much going on. And we're going to start the show by looking back at last weekend, uh, the Liberty Insurance All-Ireland Intermediate Semi-Finals. Before we talk about that, Imelda, just a quick word in the junior. Kevin and Armagh through to the final in that particular competition in what turned out to be a great Saturday for Ulster Camogie. Yeah, and there's been so, so many um, Northern teams that are now true to the finals. And we had talked about, I know we touched on them last week and said how Camogie, I suppose, has grown so strong. And indeed, when you mention Cavan there, what a year they're having. Um, you know, absolutely fantastic year for them. And indeed, I suppose, very much driven on now as well by the hype of their footballers, the, the men, um, which I think will give great excitement indeed to them. So, yeah, they're having an absolute fantastic year. Historic year for Kevin Armand doing well too. We'll be talking more about that in Sports Stars Camogie next week. That is the junior final. What we are going to talk about for the next five minutes or so are the two intermediate semi-finals. And Imelda, when we were talking about these last week, uh, particularly Down against Mead, we were finding very, very hard to call a massive result for Down back in the All-Ireland final. Absolutely, Darren. And in fairness, you know, I would have, have favoured Mead for this one, I suppose. And it's just because they do have senior experience behind them. But I suppose we did also touch on the great uh, year down this happened. And, you know, they were very, very strong in the league as well. Um, and, you know, coming off, I suppose, convincing win- winners. And indeed, I suppose, Darren, they were the stronger team all through, through the game. While Mead, I suppose, fought hard, but just down, just never let them get them back into the game. Down's tactics were spot on. We talked about the mm-hmm. mean attack and how impressive they are, but with the experience of Fanula Carr, just a legend in Down Camogie, probably a legend in, in National Camogie, full stop, cutting out the supply line. They kept Mead scored. Like, whatever way, Imelda, we thought this game might go, I don't think we expected Mead to only get eight points. No, Darren, I thought it would be a higher score indeed from, from Mead, and I'm sure they are disappointed, but I think it wasn't from the lack of trying, and, and you know, they did try and try to break down the the down defence, but just didn't get a chance to get in there and just things probably just didn't go right for them on the day because definitely with the experience they have, I'd say they will actually be disappointed with their with their performance, Darren. And they certainly will be as well because that, they were dependent on the attack and of course at the other end, Down got the job done. Neve Mallon in particular, a brace of points early in the game, allowed Down get a, a foothold on it. They led by six points to two at half time and I mm-hmm. suppose in the conditions that we're playing in at the moment, four points is a massive lead in Camogie. Yeah, it is. And I know you'd say <clears throat> when you look at the score at halftime, six points to two, it is it is low scoring. But if you look even at a lot of the score, it scores at halftime, even back to the, the senior championship, you know, it is quite low. And you just hit the nail on the head there. It is down to the conditions, which I keep highlighting is we have to remember that we're in November coming into December. And these girls are playing in pitches that, you know, with those, this competition should be run, I suppose, a couple of months ago if things were different. But I think down in fairness to them, they... It was a great team performance, Darren. They seem to be just strong all over the team. And, you know, I know you mentioned Fanula Carr there. Absolutely fantastic, but massive experience behind Fanula. Neve Mallon, very strong as well. Also coming in there on the scores, Darren, is um, Saoirse McCart- McCartan, Paula O'Hagan, Hagan, and Sarah Louise Griffin. So 
I suppose you have to say it was a team performance all across. And I think right through from goalkeeper right up to the corner forward, I think down Kem just prepared for the day and just gave it everything on the day. They did indeed. Now, we talked about their tactics and cutting out the supply to the meat inside line. But one thing I picked up on Imelda from watching the game was uh, they missed a few goal scoring chances. And we're going to talk about Antrim and Leach in just a moment. But I know the time of the year is very difficult for scoring, but it's a trend that's developed in a lot of Camogie matches in recent years. The lack of goals. Do you see that as a trend that's continuing to grow? Yeah, and I think I suppose if you look back maybe in older times, a lot of teams would have really concentrated on trying to get goals and even if you look I suppose at the likes of the real experienced teams of old of Kilkenny and Cork if you just have a look at some of the senior teams they would very much be <clears throat> goal poachers if you like Darren and they'd be looking to get an early goal as opposed to knock their defence off but I think as well as that the skill of Camogie has improved down through the years and I suppose girls are more confident if you like taking off their pints whereas again if you were to go back a couple of years ago you probably had a target person sitting on the edge of the square and you tend to feed a lot of ball into your number 14 if you like or your number 13 number 15 whichever the case may be whereas now I think Gareth are more confident to take scores from out the field but it is I suppose <clears throat> something that we're not seeing as much of as you know as we would have in previous years and again I think it's down to as well maybe conditions but a goal at this time of the year is is, is vital like it, it really can be a turning in, the, in the, any game it certainly can as well but of course when you're hitting the points as you mentioned they're uh, very uh, efficient as well downbeat me 14 points to 8 let's go to the other game Antrim beat Leash by 14 points to 3 you know we really fancied Antrim to get the job done they're having a great year as are down and I think once they pulled away just before half time there was never any doubt who was going to win in this game yeah and again I think no more as well than we mentioned down I think Antrim in this case and actually funny enough they both finished on 14 points but um I think Anton were probably very much the stronger team all through here as well. And indeed, I think only for the goalkeeper for Leash, Aideen Lowry brought off some great saves. I think there could have been um, a higher scoreline here for Antrim. For Leash this year, and we, we, before we talk about Antrim, of course, like look, we talked about the problems at the start of the year. They did well to get here. They would have expected and hoped to have done better in their performance after coming through Kerry in extra time. But uh, hopes for Leash's future are definitely positive. Yeah, you know, and um, <clears throat> Don Desmond, they're involved with, with Leash. And indeed, I suppose he has to look at They have a very um, young team all over and, you know, he'll be looking, I suppose, at the experience that Leash has gained from this championship and none other than meeting the likes of Antrim, which would be a very strong team at this level. And, you know, coming away, I suppose, and what he can take from, from that as well, Darren, and how he will, he will grow the team. But, <clears throat> you know, I think the one thing to take from this game as well, you know, we do talk about, um, you know, the work rate of players. Leash, they worked really hard all through, you know, and they, I suppose they fought to get opportunities, but they just, they just didn't come. And Antrim were the strongest team overall. But I definitely, I think John Desmond can come away with this and saying, you know, he has a young team. He has a team, obviously, who have shown that they are willing to work hard. And from that, you can, you can take an awful lot down. We certainly hope it all goes well for Leash next year too. Of course, next week we'll be picking holes two down in Antrim when we preview the final. But when you look at Antrim's performance in this game, three on the bounce, they didn't concede a score from play and they had multiple scorers that did hit the target, the likes of Maeve Kelly and Catherine Dobbin. I think they scored three points apiece mm, in the game. That's and, right. and, and Nicole O'Neill has been brilliant all season. Yeah, when you mentioned um, Catherine Dobbin there, she um, got in as well inside 
for a point blank, if you like, goal chance. And in fairness to Aidan Laria, which we mentioned earlier on from Leash, brought off a great save. So I suppose, you know, when you look at that, as I said, there could have been, Anton could have scored more, but I think it's just a fact of the defence there for Leash, um, you know, really did, I suppose, if you like, break down the, the attack for Antrim. So there's probably more in this Antrim team as well, especially when we mentioned there about the goals. Roshan McCormick, I think, came away with two points as well. So, you know, I think out of... <clears throat> I think there was like four different girls that scored, Darren, and then the, and the free taker, Nicola O'Neill. So, like, Antrim have an awful lot to take from that. They certainly do, and they're going to look forward to next week's game. But Amelda, just be, before we leave this section of the programme, um, we talked at the start about Ulster Camogie, and what a day mm. it's going to be for Ulster Camogie on Saturday week, the 5th of December. Kingspin Breffney Park, the venue for a double header. 145 yeah. Armagh against Cavan, 345 Antrim against Down. <laughs> we will preview these games next week, but like after. I suppose the way I put it is like after years in the wilderness, uh, there's no senior team. We've seen Slot Neil for Derry performing well in the club championship. This yeah. is going to be a day for not just the four counties, but for everybody in Ulster Camogie to celebrate. Absolutely, Darren. And it, it, it is unreal. And, you know, I know there's an awful lot of talk, you know, it's gone from this, this past weekend with the results coming through from hurling games and football games of it is the year, I suppose, with the difference. And it's the... The teams, I suppose, that haven't won in X amount of years are, are coming true. So it's definitely, as we can say that here as well, when we look at the Camogie, I think the likes of the Ulster teams now just absolutely dominate the intermediate and the primary junior finals. But look, Darren, it's great for Ulster Camogie. And um, I think it's, it's all part of promoting our game as well. So it is a fantastic day indeed for Ulster Camogie. It certainly was a fantastic weekend and it'll be a fantastic day. We will talk about that in more detail next week. Uh, Antrim and down in the intermediate final. Cavan and Armagh in the junior final. And just to mention as well, all the results are on sportsstats.ie plus a match report from the junior semi-final. I was in um, at league last week to watch Cavan against Roscommon and we have post-match reaction on the third half from Monday as well. We're going to take a break right now. In a couple of moments, we're going to look ahead to next Saturday in Port the Liberty Insurance All-Ireland Senior Camogie Semi-Finals. But to take us there, during the week, I spoke to the Tipperary Camogie Manager, Bill Milani. I like listening to Sports Dads because he has famous celebrities and, I guess, listen to him. Darren Kelly. I'm delighted to be joined now by the Tipperary Senior Camogie Manager, Bill Milani, as we look ahead to Saturday's big game against Galway. And Bill... I know we're only where Tipperary were the last two years, but the form you've shown this year, uh, are you coming in with a bit more confidence that you can have a right rattle now at one of the so-called big three? Yeah, I mean, we are, uh, Darren, yeah. Like, I mean, we're, we're confident, uh, you know, we've been playing well. Uh, we mightn't have been putting up um, great uh, scores, but like um, neither has anybody else against us. Um, you know the girls are training really hard. They're 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 going well in 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 our in house games. Um, you know, so I mean like. Well, we're confident in our own ability coming into this game. Like we realise too, the mountain that's ahead of us with uh, taking on the All Ireland champions and uh, league champions. So you know it won't be an easy task. But I mean, like you know, we're going to go out, give it a good rattle, uh, play with confidence, play with uh, spirit, and um, and really um, go for it. You know. <laughs> 
I'm going to talk to you more about Galway in a moment. Just quickly going back to the games you played, and especially the Waterford game as well. You've said in post-match interviews that you were impressed with the grit shown by your players in the second half, and they certainly did step up, Bill, because eight points to six with the wind and no conditions weren't great. It would make you nerv- nervous enough, but there was no signs of nerves of this Tipperary team that got the job done early enough in the second half. You know, yeah, you're right. You're right there. They did get it. Uh, um, um, they got on top early in the second half. And look, it wasn't anything uh, spectacular that we said. I'd love to say it was. I mean, the girls took that on themselves. You know, they, they lead on the field. They lead in every position and um, and try and bring a, an intensity and a focus to it, which I thought they did do very well in the second half against um, against Waterford. And look, I mean, like we all talk about conditions and everything like that, playing with the wind against the wind and all that. But I mean, really, it's the same job both halves. You have to show up, you have to want to play, you have to have the hunger and desire to do it and I think against Waterford in the second half they did, you know, I mean I thought we played better in the second half even than we did in the first half and I mean Waterford are, are an intense uh, team, they're physical like uh, a bit like we are and uh, they were hungry too but I just thought like we, we, we edged it in the in the second half um, and as I say again like uh, led by the girls themselves, you know, they took it by the scruff of the neck and drove it on, you know There's been no doubt the talent that has been available to Tipperary, we've seen it from their underage successes over the last decade too and I suppose just a matter of crossing that line which hasn't happened yet but in the last two semi-finals and I was in the commentary box for Tip FM for last year's semi-final in particular you showed you can go with these bigger teams it was just I suppose the experience of those of Kilkenny last year and Cork the previous year uh, probably just had the toll on the day yeah, exactly. Look, I mean, like uh, when I talk to the other managers as well, uh, they say, look, um, you'd be asking questions like how to get there, how to get over the semi-final, get to the final. And um, a lot of the answers are, look, it takes a few years. It takes, as you say, Darren, experience to, to get there. Like we have two, three good years under our belt now. And, um, you know, I think the girls on the field are, 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 are showing their experience. They've learned from last year. They've learned from the year before. And I think like they're, um, you know, they're better positioned uh, to run it close and give Galway as we say a good rattle you know so that experience hopefully will um, be in the bank now or in, uh, uh, and they'll be able to draw on it on, uh, on Saturday and of course that brings us to Galway they are the All-Ireland champions they will be going into the game as favourites to be no disputing that but while I know you can't really compare like for like you have already beaten Galway this year and you knocked them out of a competition yeah, we did look. I mean, we, we. I remember. Well, I remember the day exactly now. Going back to March eighth, um, I think the Tip Seniors were playing in um, in. Um in uh, Salt Hill as well the same day we played in Ballinus Law I mean it was a teak tough um, uh, battle very low scoring but again that was the conditions um, yeah look we came out the right side uh, uh, by a pint um, um, our girls again hurled very well and very um, um, uh, very consistently uh, throughout the match uh, you know they bought um, again a savage hunger a savage want um, to try and uh, run Galway close we weren't sure going up to be honest hands up like we, we knew did the task just like this Saturday is going to be a huge ass they're huge favourites um, um, we're going in as we say like you know um, maybe rightly so as underdogs but you know we, we have confidence in our own ability to be able to run them close and uh, and we know that we've beaten them once this year and we're unbeaten this year in in, 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 in all our matches uh, that counted and um, and uh, you know like it gives us um, you know it gives us confidence you know it gives us confidence in, um, in our own ability and you know hopefully it comes to the fore uh, on 
on Saturday, you know, we give and, and uh, we show up and we play and uh, we give do ourselves justice. And the result is the result. And if you play well, you can be beaten by a better team. But you know, you get that confidence from playing well anyway. But I mean, if we show up, play well, and apply ourselves, we'll run Galway very close. You certainly will as well, because I was at that game too, and you were good for the victory on the day. There was no disputing that, and also throughout this campaign as well. A lot of people would have said Tipperary weren't drawn with the other teams in the group, but that brought its own pressure as well, because you were going in with favourites tags for the three games that you played so far. So you've handled that as well. So as you said, confidence is high. It's just about delivering a performance now. Exactly, you know. I mean, like, uh, like as everybody wants. Uh, well, everybody in 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 tip like uh, realised that going into group we were in in the championship. You know, I mean, we, like we it was a three man group. We had to make sure and take care of our results ourselves and not rely. I didn't want to go in and rely on anybody else's results to get us through. We look, we did our job. We beat Clare. We beat Dublin, and uh, we talked the group and look that set us up for 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 Waterford. So I mean, like that's hopefully like um, a good foundation for us now to, to, to meet uh, the champions on Saturday you know You'd be looking for your big players to perform. Koch Devan has been consistent for you so far in attack. Nicole Walsh did well the last day too and it's also great too Bill to have Ashley Maloney back available yeah, look, I mean, like all all three that you mentioned there are, are huge performers. I mean, caught is 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 caught the van who's been playing well consistently over the last number of years. I mean, like uh, caught is, is an absolutely phenomenal uh, horror camogie player uh, athlete. You know, and uh, Nicole Walsh was fabulous the last day. But you know, like throughout the team, like there's there's there's, uh, there's um, fabulous athletes, fabulous girls as well there. Like I mean, Karen Kendi, Eva McGrath, Neve Tracy. You know, like I mean, I go through the whole fifteen again but it takes all of them like I mean while we have um, um, some brilliant players and, and stars I mean you know it takes all of them to win the match um, and uh, come with a come with a work ethic and a want to, to get over the line you know and I think like they're the types of players as, as you mentioned there that have that have that desire you know Karen Kennedy got the goal the last time a quick shout out Bill to Anya Slattery in goal of important save at the end too and no doubt you've been impressed with how she's settled into the t- as Tipperary goalkeeper yeah, I mean, like, I mean, like, on is what still only seventeen. I think like a, a minor, um, um, the minor goalkeeper as well. But I mean, like, she's settled in. She's very uh, confident. You know, um, she plays well, trains well. Um, you know, and it was a super save the last day, uh, as we all saw. I mean, if it was only two pints in it, we would have been in trouble. Um, but I mean, she still did her job. Her puck outs were great as well. So I mean, you know, she's really matured into it. Uh, for somebody that hasn't been there uh, too long either, you know, and we we really have two two goalkeepers now um, that are um, excellent and, and training well and um, you know and battling each other for the spot as well you know there's no gimmies anymore in, 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 in at this level you know and that's exactly what you want competition as well to break into the team because with Galway too they have really shown that they have competition for places too they've been playing well this year beating Cork group winners they haven't been beaten in the championship they, and they haven't been beaten since that game you played against March too what are you expecting in particular from Galway on Saturday? Ah, look, I mean, sure, look, we're expecting they're the champions. Uh, we're expecting, like, you know, a good physical game again. They bring, uh, they, you know, they're, 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 they have a load of excellent hurlers all over the field, you know, and, uh, and, um, you know, from from right from the goalie Healy all the way up to the two McGraths up in the front. You know, I mean, absolutely, fa- and they're absolutely fabulous all over the place. They're uh, strong. They run off the shoulder. They support each other. They're well able to hurl. Um, you know, and uh, as you say, like they've shown a great consistency. They toughed a, ver- a very um, a very um, tough group and bet and bet Cork well uh, the last day. Like I don't expect it, 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 I don't expect anything. Uh, 
uh, other than like uh, a brilliant Galway team to show up, and it's up to us to try and match them and uh, and uh, and compete with them. You know, much has been made about Galway's firepower, though they didn't get any goals against Cork. You've only conceded one goal in your three games as well. Would that be one of the key areas to look at? Uh, yeah, I think like you know, as you say, like uh, Galway are a huge have a huge threat up front. I mean, um, all over. Um, 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 Carrie Dole and the two McGraths, as we mentioned as well. You know the Henley. Um, um, I mean, like the 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 they're a threat in every position. Uh, while we haven't kind of we've only while we've only conceded one goal. I mean, their their threat for goals is 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 very strong and very alive, and it's something like we have to keep an eye on ourselves. You know, um, um, so like you know, hopefully that we can we can. Um, Live with them and, and cope with that threat, um, and I think we've been, you know, I think we've been tight this year. Like, uh, you know, our marking and um, not conceding too much points or goals um, um, is uh, is standing to us, you know. Bill, just two questions before I let you go. I know you're without Orlo O'Dwyer, who's gone back to Australia. Have you any other injury concerns of note? Um, yeah, well, look, um, we we picked up a couple of injuries the last day, uh, Nicole and uh, and Arena. Um, so I mean we're waiting on um, we're waiting on feedback from uh, the physio and the doctors on those two. Um, so I mean obviously that is a worry uh, to lose players like that if, if if they're not available would be um, you know like would be would be a setback for us. But as I say we have a panel. Uh, other girls can put their hands up now and um, and drive on and grab it by the scruff of the neck and get trying get us to an All Ireland final. You know. And that brings me nicely to the last question: What the opportunity is? I think it's 2006. Last time Tipperary were in an All Ireland final. You've already. Been we deny the final this year how confident are you that you can bridge that gap and get back to Crow Park look I mean look, that's a I, I'm very confident that with that day we have the team and we have the panel to do it. Um, you know, we, 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 we played well all year, we're consistent, uh, we're tough, we're physical, we're hard to beat. Um, you know, and it's just a question now of whether we um whether we bring it Saturday or not. And I and a fierce confidence in all the panel uh, that they will show up and will um, produce um, uh, a game to uh, match and hopefully uh, get over Galway, you know. I like listening sports dads because I like to listen to Ladies football and ladies camogie. That was the Tipperary camogie manager, Bill Milani, ahead of a big weekend for his team and, of course, all four teams involved. Uh, Doubleheader in Porky Queen. We will talk about Cork and Kilkenny the first game later, but Imelda, seeing we heard from uh, the Tipperary manager, and we might as well start with the uh, game at 2.15, All-Ireland champions Galway against Tipperary. Now, Galway will go into this game as raging hot favourites, understandably. Their form mm-hmm. has been good. They are the champions. But while a lot of us, including ourselves, have talked about the big three in recent years, Tipperary yeah. the only unbeaten team in the country in 2020. Yeah, that's true. Tipperary having, having a fantastic year indeed. And as we talked about, right through to the league, through to, through to the final, unfortunately, it wasn't played for Tipperary. But very, very strong as well in the championship. So Tipperary, like they have to be absolutely full of confidence at the moment, and they are going in as complete underdogs, like you said. They have nothing to lose. Um, so I think, yeah, you you are right. The pressure is probably more on Galway than it's going to be on Tipperary. And Tipperary will have the confidence from that league match in March because mm. I know we can't compare form, but based on what's happened in the world, conditions won't be too different. You and me were commentated on that game in the Duggan Park back in March as well. And Tipperary were yeah. good for their victory. Now, Galway did underperform a bit. We would be expecting much better from them that day. But uh, I suppose the question I'm putting to you, Melda, is that we've seen Tipperary against Cork and Kilkenny the last two years in the semi-finals. They're not coming to this one just to make up the numbers. 
No, and you know, we have talked about Tipperary obviously in the last couple of weeks as well, and that they've been knocking on the door, Karen. And I think this just this year they've really seemed to to come to to the top. And I suppose that we have to remember as well that that game in Van der Sloe has given Tip huge confidence. Like you beat all Ireland champions at, at any time, let it be March, let it be September. It is it, it's a great boost and it gives you great confidence. And you know they've beaten Clare and Dublin in the group, and they've you know tipped off with Waterford there in the quarter final. Um, so as you said, like winning all their games, and you know it doesn't mean <clears throat> if that they're not setting the world on fire either. In some of the the games where you might think they might be coming out stronger, you know they're coming away with a win, and that's all they want. And they'll be the same with Galway. If they come off with a pint on on Saturday, they'll be quite happy, Darren. They certainly will as well. Let's just talk about the Waterford game with Tip for a moment before we compare with Galway. Like I was impressed with their performance. They did need a league great save from Anya Slattery to ensure mm-hmm. they got the job done. But it just seemed to be that the maturity developing in this team, we've seen these players at underage level and winning All-Ireland titles, but never quite brought it on to senior level. But under Bill Mullaney and Neve Lillis, when she took over to temporarily last year too, there's been more consistency among Tipperary. Yeah, and as you say, I suppose they've <clears throat> they have experience built up now, and they have they have a confidence, which is is a huge thing for players. You know, it's all about confidence, and and that comes, I suppose, with experience, and it comes with playing top teams as well, and you know, which which they have been playing, and it can, you know, Coach Devan to me, like he's an absolutely fantastic player, and and you know, and a huge leader there for the Tip team, and Karen Kennedy at, at number six, you know, players like that driving through, and also they have um, Ashley Maloney to come back as well. For the Galway game, so I suppose if you like, as the year goes on, they're probably growing stronger and stronger. Ashley Maloney certainly is the X factor about her. We know her more for her football exploits, but she played very, very well against Clare before picking up the red card. She's had a tremendous football campaign, including which might be a motivation for herself, Imelda, an agonising one point loss to the Galway footballers as well. So while Tipperary are without Orla O'Dwyer, it they'll definitely get a lift from Ashley Maloney coming back. Oh, yeah. And I mean, in fairness <clears throat> to Ashton as well, you know, even from the football side, you know, she has a great physical presence and she will have a, as you said, Darren, after being beaten in the football, especially by Galway, <laughs> she will definitely rise to that against the Maroon jersey. But um, yeah, she's going to be a, a huge addition to Tipperary on Saturday. Now, let's talk about Galway there. Of course, they've been the foreign team in the championship. Three wins out of three. A big result against Cork, 15 points to 12. A lot of scores that day, Imelda, came from place balls. Of course, we marveled at Rebecca mm. Henley's double sideline cuts as well. There's no doubt that'll be probably the stick that Colin Murray will be using to beat them to try and improve on their scoring from play. Yeah, I think you're, Darren, that's probably the one concern that probably that I would have after Cork is the after the Cork match in the last group game is the that we didn't probably score maybe enough from play but I think when you're scoring freeze it's a sign that probably that you are doing the work and just that you're not getting to finish if you like so it's not that the forwards weren't working they were indeed because they were winning the freeze but I would like to see more play or more scores coming from play and I think as well for the Galway attack is it's going to be so important for them on Sashi too to create space you know Porky Creeve is big it's wide it's, I think it will suit them in that sense these girls need space and it's going to be, I think, all about that in creation space and then the scores will come for them, Darren. Because we talked about some of the temporary attackers we'll see on show, but when you look at the Galway names that line up, and we've seen them do it before in big matches, Hayla Shawali, Neve Hanavy, the two McGraths, Aoife Dunhu and Neve Kilkenny behind them too, and there's others to come into the team, Rebecca mm-hmm. Henley, of course, with the sideline cuts, Carrie Dolan. You know, if Galway click, you know, Tipperary are going to have some serious work to do in defence. 
Yeah, look, at it goes without saying when you look at the Galway team on paper, you know, they are a massive team. There's no doubt about it. And, you know, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, we've talked an awful lot in the last while about Galway's defence. You know, they are very, very strong in defence. Tupor, Adifa, Dunham and Niamh Kikini, of course, in the middle of the park. So I do think that the winning of this game for Galway will be up front um, on the on the guard and it will be about creation space. And, you know, you mentioned some of the key players there. Carrie Dolan, just to mention, like, had a super game against Cork coming off, picking up player player of the game that day. Um, and the likes of Ailish O'Reilly, Orla McGrath, Eve Hannafy, Siobhan McGrath, like all of these girls will have to step up, um, if you like, to the mark um, to get a win on, on Saturday. But again, Tipperary will be looking at that, Darren. They will know these players and indeed they will have, I suppose, if you like, a team plan as well or a game plan mapped out to try and close down the Galway attack. Yeah, because you look at the experienced names like Mary Ryan, Karen Kennedy was player of the match last day, mm. Aoife McGrath too, which colours uh, Drum and Inch captain too. Like there'll be three uh, experienced defenders that will no doubt marshal some of the Galway defence, but they're going to need the others to step up as well because Galway just have those options. And when you take the likes of Eve McGrath, Noreen Cohen, not getting starting places at the moment yeah, as well, how sure. many have options to bring on? Yeah, and uh, Katrina Cormack in there as well. I think that's the one thing that that go we have they have a um a very strong panel you know you have to say last year we had a very strong 15 i just feel that this year we have a very strong panel you know we have girls there if you go down through the girl that's sitting on on the bench that you know any of those in other years would be making the first 15 there we have a great panel this is what you need and i know they're benefiting from this as well in their matches of training where they can have their 15 aside and have very competitive indeed and it has the most important thing I suppose with Galway this year is that the girls are fighting for places so it is you know when you have that kind of an atmosphere you're going to have girls absolutely chomping at the bit to get their places so they're going to really really want to perform and will try hard to perform but as well as that I think Tipperary then on the other side coming in this will be looking at that as we said they have you know they have no pressure as such down coming in because, you know, it's all really about the top three and <clears throat> it's Cork. Who's going to meet like Cork, Kilkenny or Galway? And I suppose in fairness to Tipperary, they probably weren't, you know, looked at. But that's going to drive Tipperary on as well. You know, like if I was in the Tipperary dressing room, I'd be saying to them, you know, like you weren't even thought about in this. Like, so they are going to be hyped up and they are going to throw absolutely everything in Galway. So it's going to be a real test for Galway. Uh, on Saturday, Darren, and I think it is about how composed they are going to be, and again, it's going to be how they're going to use that space up front. No doubt the positioning of Cot Devan in particular is going to be massive for Tipperary, like do a, put, do a pusher inside with a formidable full-back line that Galway have, to let her roam out the field, Roisin Howard, Ashley Maloney, we've mentioned as well, Nicole Walsh, Miriam Campion, like there's good Tipperary names there as well, but uh, while, yeah. like, while the, the, the match-ups, I suppose, as Tony Ward would often say, are very important for Tipperary as well as the positioning of their players, they're going to be crucial if they're going to get uh, unlocked as Galway defence. Yeah, and I think in fair, you know, the likes of when you have the likes of Karen Kennedy, for example, there at number six, and and Tip are going to try and work around that, and they will definitely be trying to close down that area, you know, so that that the goal attack will not get anything free, and and then I suppose on the other side, for Tipperary forwards, they will be trying to open up the the Galway backs and you know they are very very strong and we have a very very strong full back line there so it is very hard you talked about there earlier on about goals and maybe not seeing as many goals you know so with the likes of Galway's full back it, it will be hard I think for Tipperary to get in for goals unless they have a game plan to try and break down that defence so I think that an awful lot of that will come into the matchups Darren is they will be looking at key players probably for Galway and seeing maybe how to to break it down 
and I suppose how to again know more than Galway, how to create space because with the likes of the the pitch on Saturday for brief, there's so much space and it's I think it's going to be how these teams use that as well. Just before I get your prediction, Imelda, Tipperary started off this championship campaign as favourites in the three games they've played so far. And they've shown they've been able to handle the the, the pressure of being the favourite team. Now, as you mentioned earlier on, that pressure is off now. They're coming into this as underdogs. Mm-hmm. Galway teams have often been criticised for not handling the pressure of the favourites tonight. But this team seems to have been dealing with much better than previous teams, maybe. Yeah, I think they're really focused, Darren. And I don't think... You know, I don't think they would ever take any team for granted. Um, you know, the air all early chance, and you might be afraid that that, you know, might, if you like, affect them on Saturday and that they might take the game for granted. But they, they're they not that type They're not that type of team. Tipperary have beaten them already this year. So that as well is going to be at the back of, of Goey's mind on Saturday. So I, to be honest, like, I don't think that's going to come into it. I think both teams actually are just, are going to be really, really focused. And I think they're going to both go there with a, a game plan. And I think it's just going to be, I suppose, who comes down to whose game plan works best on the day. And of course, the conditions as well is obviously going to have. I know the weather isn't promised too bad, but it's, it's going to be down to conditions on the day as well. You know, there's an awful lot of skillful players there. But as later in the year goes, you know, it does affect. And it is more for, for defence, the later years, if you like. The later the year goes, it's, it's, it's definitely favours defence more than attack. And I often remember actually... Um, Tracy Lahing from Pierce's in Galway and I used to often end up marking her in club matches because she used to always line out for centre-back for Pierce's and I'd line out maybe centre-forward for Bolia and I used to say like that if it was raining I'd say oh god I hate playing today now in the rain and Tracy used to say oh I love this weather so I think that's just sums it up it is I suppose going to be a, a backstay if you like if the weather is bad and it is going to be harder on on both sides of, of forward. So it just depends on who takes day during the best and who can, I suppose, if you like, match up to the weather conditions. Well, you're going to take that point as well. As you mentioned, Tracy Laheen, of course, the last time the Galway played Tipperary in an All-Ireland semi-final, both yourself and Tracy Laheen were wearing the maroon jersey, but it was Tipperary's day, of course. And things were different mm-hmm. back then. Tipperary were the defending All-Ireland champions. They were done yeah. to beat Galway that day and, and won the All-Ireland final as well, but they've not been in the final since 2006. Melda, the question is, can they bridge that gap or can Galway get to back-to-back finals? Yeah, Darren, and look, it is, as, as you said, their tip are going to be coming in and they're going to have no pressure. So it, it's not, I suppose, as easy call, maybe as people say, you know, they are playing All-Ireland Champions, so you say Galway would have the experience. I, I, I do think, you know, taking all that away, I think that Galway would probably have the stronger team. They have a stronger panel. I think they have options to come on if if big players don't play, for example, they have girls up on the bench, which is a huge um, favour, if you like, for Galway. So I would I would go with Galway, in fairness. Galway get the nod from Imelda Hobbins. That game on Saturday in Porky Cueve at quarter past two. If it pans out that way, who will they play in the final? Well, the opening game is half 12. <laughs> it's, I can't remember these two ever being a curtain raiser for a double header before. And only a couple of years ago, people were talking about them, the big two, but they haven't played in championship in two years, Imelda. Cork against Kilkenny, that is certainly going to be another mouth-watering tie. Yeah, and you look at Darren, I suppose, you know, down through the years, how many times have these two teams met or met? And, you know, you know, particularly in all Ireland finals and, you know, coming away, we'd be going to matches, Cork, Kilkenny, Cork would, probably, you know, come away 
winners Kilkenny so there's never much between them and there's, I suppose above any two teams when they meet it's very very hard to know who's going to come out on top and I think this is going to be no different on Saturday it's very very hard one to call from what I've seen at Kilkenny this year in the championship they've been very very impressive we know they're big names across all the lines I know they're missing Katie Power but they still have massive players as well but and I, I don't mean any disrespect to Westmead or Limerick Camogie fans when I make this statement but my mm. biggest concern for Kilkenny is that they, it's six weeks since they played Waterford in the opening round of the championship and could that come back to haunt them we've seen this with various teams uh, across various different codes over the years yeah, in fairness, and I think um, Cork probably have been in a stronger group, as you said, and, you know, they had um, the last group game, they played Galway, obviously, which was a cracker of a game, and indeed, I think, would have stood to both, both teams. And Cork went on then and, and played the quarterfinal, whereas all this time, if you like, Kilkenny were sitting, waiting to see, I suppose, who was going to come through. And yes, indeed, six weeks is a long time. And it's a long time in a, an environment where... I suppose challenge matches don't come easy and it makes it hard to prep for a game and to keep focus and I suppose to keep girls, you know, really interested night after night going training without an actual championship match. It has to have been difficult for Kikini. Yeah, because, and of course, just to qualify before people from Westmead or Limerick start giving out, it's like Kilkenny scored three goals in the first five minutes against Westmead. The contest was pretty much done and dusted. And Limerick, the Kilkenny-Limerick game was effectively a dead rubber after Kilkenny qualifying and Limerick being out of the championship as well. And while the players like Anne Dalton, Denise Gall, um, um, Miriam Walsh and others have really uh, been on fire this year and Brian Dowling has been getting the most out of them too, it's it's very, very difficult to hold that tipping along, as you mentioned, especially the current climate where you can't do challenge matches as well and then you're going into a beast like Cork to have a two big matches in recent mm-hmm. weeks to, to prepare mm-hmm. them for this Yeah and in fairness to Cork as well you know I know they've had they've had their injuries but you know they are coming out of injuries so I think you know they're a team probably that's getting stronger and stronger as well as time goes on and you know they have the experience whereas again Kilkenny are sitting now look at Kilkenny have put up massive scores I think against Westmead 623 like that's a huge score Darren, so like the girls, in fairness to Kilkenny, are are definitely on form, and Casey Power is going to be a massive loss to Kilkenny. There is no doubt about it. You know, she's an out and out leader. She's a girl, I suppose, that would take it on if if things weren't going well for them. Um, but they do have obviously other girls as well that's going to step up or will definitely have to step up um and take the lead on Saturday. I mentioned, of course, three of those Kilkenny attackers as well in the Cork defence will have to deal with them, no doubt. The plans will be there with likes of Laura Tracy and Pamela Mackey. Of course, with Cork too, while many people have criticised their inside line for not getting much, of course, they're so mobile where Amy O'Connor, Katrina Mackey, Orla Cronin have all been superb this year. And of course, the midfield hustles might be uh, um, intriguing as well, Imelda. Ashley Thompson back in a Cork jersey, Megan Farrell leading the, the Kilkenny midfield too. And do you know what, in one way, probably we'd say there's any Cork Kilkenny match recently it could be the midfield battle could determine who gets the edge here oh for sure Darren you know and as, as you mentioned you know really experienced players there as well and it is a huge boost for Cork obviously to have Ashling Thompson back as well and you know Kilkenny will will indeed know Ashling from, from down to the years as well so they will be focusing indeed on midfield because I think if you look at, at, at Cork's game as well you know they do they do um, play an awful lot around the middle of the field the girls in the middle of the field work very hard and they tend to play long ball then into the full forward line. And, you know, we have Amy O'Connor in there, for example, who's absolutely on fire this year, Darren, and she's, I suppose, a girl that's going to be on fire again on Saturday and one to, to watch out for. 
you know, so there will be, I suppose, an awful lot of focus in around the middle of the park. And it could be an area, like you mentioned, that could be the winning or losing for, uh, on, on Saturday for either of these teams. The last two times they met in Crow Park in the All-Ireland Final, there was only one point between them. And of course, we discussed our, our fears for Kilkenny in regards to Gap as well. While Cork, like we, even though they lost to Galway, they would have learned an awful lot from that. And they were able to put the boot down against Clare after a good effort from the banner outfit as well. Like, it, it, it is, this is, I suppose, forgive the, the cliche, such going to be a game about inches. Yeah, like and as you said, there's never much between those two teams when it comes down to it. And I'm sure there's been numerous occasions where where both teams have looked back with regrets and, and, and said, you know, if this happened and if that happened, you know, it has been that close between them. And, you know, they're, they're look, at they're two of the top uh, Camogie counties at the end of the day, and they have been, you know, for, for decades. So there is huge experience here. And I suppose there is an unreal want to win on both sides, Darren. You know, these, these girls are going to be going out Saturday for both the, for Cork and Kilkenny. And both sides are going to be, you know, trying so hard to to get back to the All-Ireland final. This is what it's going to be. Their, their focus is going to be on. And indeed, like Cork, I suppose, I think might be probably the slightly strongest coming in, just down to the fact that, you know, they've had the games, they have girls coming back from injury. I'm a little bit concerned about Kilkenny sitting, but then on the other side, Kilkenny have to be thinking back, you know, we were in the All-Ireland last year, we were beaten by Galway, we want to get back there. So they'll be very much coming in as well with, with, with all guns blazing. And before Imelda, I get your prediction on the game, just to take that Kilkenny point as well. Like Every county obviously wants to win in All-Irelands and wants mm. to get to Crow Park, but Kilkenny's desire surely can't be matched. When you take into account, they've probably been the most consistent team in the country for the last five years, but have only won All-Ireland to show for it and have lost the last three finals because, of course, they lost to Galway last year's desire. Yeah, Dan, I actually was just thinking about that very thing, you know, the amount of times I suppose that Kilkenny, I did feel that sometimes being from Galway, that we'd seem to travel to Crow Park um, there on numerous occasions and as well as that, I suppose, fell at the final hurdle, if you like. But, you know, Kilkenny is definitely, I suppose, a team in the last number of years who have to be disappointed maybe that they haven't come away with more with more All-Irelands. Um, so I suppose really and truly there at this stage, you know, and again, with the year that's in it, I think a clean slate, I suppose, for both sides is probably the way to go on Saturday and just, you know, just say, look, at, this is it. We're, we're going to be going into it. And we have the chance, if you like, of going into an All-Ireland final in two weeks. It's been a funny year. So, you know, let's just take, if you like, the bull by the horns and just give it everything. And I just think that's what it's going to come down. It's going to come down to whoever of these two teams just comes in with that kind of an attitude. And I suppose, if you like, throws away the cobweb or the shuttles and dust off the cobwebs and just go in and just say, right, this is it, what we want to be in the All-Ireland two weeks' time. And now, Imelda, it's going to come down to who actually is going to be in the All-Ireland final in two weeks' time. Yeah, and Darren, I suppose it is a hard one to call. And in particular, I suppose, because I haven't seen an awful lot of, of Kilkenny, and I, and I do know that Casey Power has to be a huge loss, but I also know, obviously, that there is huge players players there. You know, we mentioned Megan Farrell and... You know, there's Grace, Grace Walsh and, of course, not to, not to forget the great Anne Dalton. And look, there's loads of players in Kilkenny and, you know, they have, I suppose, the experience behind them. However, I am, I suppose, swinging a little bit with Cork and it's just because I just feel that the more the Cork play, if you like, the more the better they're, they're, they're getting. And the fact that they have injuries, you know, I think there was three injuries from the starting team against Goy, for example, that... They are a team, I suppose, that's getting stronger and stronger as the games go on. Now, I think it will be a very tight margin. I think it will literally come down no more than any of the games, I think, at this stage, Darren, in this time of the year. I don't think we're going to see too much of, of a difference. 
but I think Cork are going to tip it on the day. Well, certainly we're looking forward to that. As you mentioned, it'll be definitely a battle on the field of play. Cork gets the nod to take on Galway in the Liberty Insurance All-Ireland Camogie final, according to Imelda Hobbins. We'll be hearing from Cork manager Paulie Murray on the curtain raiser with Rena Buckley on Friday. Imelda, if I'm right, you're heading down to Porky Cree for that double header and you must be looking forward to it. I am, Darren. I'm very much looking forward to it. And I suppose I am privileged to be going to see the games and so many of, of our supporters are not and indeed parents and, and family members are not. So I am very, very lucky indeed to get it and I'm really to get to see it. I'm really looking forward to it. I think there'll be two cracker games and I suppose again just to wish all four teams the very best of luck um, on, on Saturday and I don't think we'll be we'll be disappointed. I certainly don't think we will be. We're looking forward to those two games. Just to repeat again, 12.30 on Saturday in Porky Cueve, Cork against Kilkenny in the Liberty Insurance All-Ireland Senior Camogie Semi-Final and that's followed at quarter past two by Galway against Tipperary. And we'll be back again in our usual slot, I think, of Thursday of next week where we will look back at those two games and also look ahead to that tasty doubleheader in Breffney Park Cavan that we mentioned earlier on, the junior and intermediate finals. With that being said, Amanda, we hope you have a good weekend and enjoy the two Camogie games in Porky Cueve and we look forward to talking to you again sometime next week. Yes, Darren, thanks a million.